Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of a Joyanera. It is 8.58 a.m. October 18th, Sunday. So sorry, I'm not going to make this a... Uh, this is not a a pattern. This is not a, a new normal. <laughs> Getting back, I'm going to get back to my daily things. and that, But even though I missed like two days in a row. But you know had to get to work had to get moving in the morning and get to work then when I got back I was like I'm gonna do a podcast and I was like I laid down in bed and I was like nope never mind (laughs) so um man so much to talk about and yet so little to talk about (laughs) because I feel like there's a lot of things I can talk about but in the works you know there's some things that you just got to come out with when, you, when you're ready. When you're ready to make moves. Be smash, smash, smashing with them. <laughs> um, but this morning, I had my first lucid dream. Or at least in a long, long time that I remember. Well, I don't remember the dream, but... <laughs> um, I remember I woke up at like 5 in the morning. I was like, it's too early. And went back to bed sleep and then remember waking up or thought thinking I was waking up um usual time like eight o'clock or whatever and then went to the kitchen I think or something like that I would think I was talking to my family and all that um then I realized I wasn't awake because <laughs> I, I like felt myself opening my eyes in my bed I was like oh whoa whoa I'm I'm still I'm still asleep, and then I thought it was like a a daydream or like a waking daydream. I have those sometimes. I do that sometimes, like where I kind of imagine myself like what the what the day would be like, and it's very vivid imagination. You know, it's basically a daydream. So I imagine myself, you know, going around doing things, kind of normal things, what I'll do, think, say, and all that. Not super detailed or explicitly, but, you know, just a little bit, get get an idea of what I'm going to do today, what today might feel like. And, um, I thought it was one of those. But then I woke up, actually, looked at my clock, and it was like literally just 8 o'clock. <laughs> um, and then as I was, you know, reading and stuff like that, morning, talking saying good morning to my girl to my soulmate then i realized i didn't remember what i was dreaming about (laughs) so it was so interesting i was like oh wow that's a that's a dream it wasn't a daydream because i always remember those i remember not like way afterwards i can't tell you what i was daydreaming yesterday but you know immediately afterwards only a few minutes afterwards I usually remember what the crap I was daydreaming about. <laughs> but this time it was just like ethereal, you know, like a kind of disappearing into the back of your mind, just like a regular dream would. So I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I did a lucid dream. I was lucid dreaming. That's very exciting for me because I've been trying to do that for a long time, a long, long time. And I finally had one. I'm getting there to doing it more normally, more regularly, and 
hopefully in my more fantastical dreams. <laughs> Very fun. I want to talk about the nature of dreams one day, but not today. Um, yesterday I heard an Alan Watts video talking about yoga. How there are different kinds of yoga, right? Where in America, in the West, we hear and do kind of one type of yoga, which is like kind of like the normal stuff, right? <laughs> Not even normal. We call it normal because that's what we do. But, you know, it's just one type of yoga. I forgot the, the, the term for it. Um, but it's about, you know, the physical body. It's about, you know, moving and stretching the physical body. And it centers around uh, the different chakras, the different centers in your body. It's funny, Almwash used the same word I, I use in terms of centers in your body. Um, but anyways, that's one type of yoga. And apparently they're, they're like a lot. You're like maybe seven, eight, maybe even more types of yoga. Because yoga in itself is, is, is just a word from ancient Indian culture that means, I think, uh, union. That's what it means. It means union. And it comes from, you know, a, uh, I don't know, a way of thinking, a philosophy, not exactly a theology, because a lot of, like, even back then, they had this, they had two words, one for, well, I'm not going to say, I don't know, Wikipedia was, <laughs> like, I just looked on Wikipedia yesterday when I heard about these things. I haven't, haven't delved into the history. I will one day and talk about it but as far as i know what i heard there are like general generally two two realms of thought in ancient indian culture and i'm talking ancient like like 3000 bc <laughs> like 5000 years ago you know they came up with this stuff they not no they didn't come up with this stuff 5000 years ago they had it already like that's the only we, we that's the earliest stuff we can find about this stuff and of course, as you know, people didn't necessarily keep records like we, we like we do, like we would expect. So it could have been gone on, been going on a lot, lot longer. But anyways, there are two general thoughts of, um, I guess thought. <laughs> one was one can, is somewhat known to be translated as the, theism or the like a theoretical. I mean, not theoretical, but like a theistic you know thought of you know god and all that and and another one of them is sort of atheistic you know where it's not about god it's, it's about the universe or you know yourself in terms of stuff like that but you know even wikipedia mentioned how both of these are kind of um incorrect because they are How I understand it, they are both not really speaking about God in terms of how we think about him, the monotheistic, you know, idea. It's more so about, you know, consciousness. They saw consciousness as God or, you know, just general things about the universe. So it's it's very interesting. I got to look into it a lot more. But um, that being said, there are a lot of different types of yoga. And I'm trying to remember 
the terms. I'm terrible at remembering names. I should have looked at it before I did this podcast. But this podcast is not even supposed to be about that. I'm just kind of talking about what I did yesterday. Um, so one of them that really, they were, yeah, I just don't remember the other ones. <laughs> but one of them I do remember is talking about how um, it's simply about recognizing that what you see, what you perceive about the world is not true. <laughs> it's not accurate, right? talking about how the real world is unspeakable that's a that's a quote from somebody who's studying those texts um which is a very interesting quote i think because it all relates to what i was saying a couple episodes back about how the brain has not evolved to see the world as like as it is it it, is not evolved to see 100 percent of the truth and I talked about this way, 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 way back then. But there's a there's a scientist today who's looking at, who's trying to prove that you know um, everything that we see is not it's not real. <laughs> All right, um, it's not everything that's out there in front of us, in in this this world, this universe that we call the universe. Um, and that's so interesting to me, like. Really, there's multiple scientists <laughs> trying to show the the real nature of reality, and um, it's funny because you know you got science on one hand seeing this, and then you have spirituality on the other hand also telling you this. So what that mean? <laughs> what that mean? Um, that means it's so much out there for us to discover. So much out there for us to learn and to experience. You know, and it's only a matter of time before the rest of the world kind of catches up to that knowledge. Hopefully, you know, the world doesn't take too long. <laughs> I feel like, you know, with all these people working like this scientist working on this as their life path, right? As their life, you know, journey <laughs> to prove to the world that everything we see and hear and perceive is fake <laughs> and so hopefully you know in their lifetime they're going to be able to put out papers and all this other stuff proving that and then what are people going to do because you know we as humans we like to look around and say hey this is the world this is what i know <laughs> we like to be confident in what we know and what we don't know but as i said multiple times Knowledge and spirituality is a, is a dance. It's a dance of unknown and unknown. Because the more we know, the more we see that there is more that we don't know. <laughs> and beyond that, there is more that we don't know we don't even know. And so, if your entire life, if, you, if the strength of your mentality, of your purpose, of your whatever, you know, your confidence in yourself, is based on... The fact that you know red is red and, you know, circle is a circle and, you know, reality is reality. I got news for you, bub. <laughs> You're kind of frail. Your entire existence and consciousness, your confidence is frail. That's why I'm really taking to this journey right now, getting into spirituality and stuff like that. Because even science knows 
that there are things it does not know. <laughs> Even science knows that there are things that it cannot know, at least not now. And the more you do science, the more you find things that you cannot know. I, can, I can't say that enough because it feels like there is always going to be more people who need to hear that. Partially for myself, because I have a very big part of me that just wants to know everything, right? That wants to study everything and prove everything, you know, find the evidence for everything and just have the world be like that, <laughs> you know? But it's not. And so I'm getting to a point, you know, I'm using this journey to get myself to a point where I'm not so frail, where my identity doesn't have to be wrapped up in this idea of what reality is and is not, what is possible and what is impossible. Because we don't really know. So, what does that mean about the world? What does that mean about life? I don't know, but <laughs> we're on a journey to find out, aren't we? You know? Probably still don't believe me in terms of um, science saying reality isn't real. Some people don't. So, the next couple of episodes, I'm going to actually do some research and, you know, drop some names, drop some um, papers you can read today that's showing you the facts I'm going to show I'm going to actually do some research into yoga into meditation into spirituality of different cultures I'm going to drop those bombs then I'm going to you know or at the rather at the same time I'm going to you know share the scientists and researchers really read into their research and again drop those bombs so we're going to go on a journey together about, you know, science and spirituality, as well as some with some uh, design thrown in there because I'm a designer now. <laughs> and I love that stuff. And for me, this gives me an opportunity to talk about how we might design a better world, how we might design a better reality. One where our identities don't feel so frail. And our realities of the way we, we go through the world in terms of, you know, is life suffering? Is life conflict, right? Do we have to have conflict in our relationships and this, that, and the other? Do we have to do this and that and the other, right? I want to talk about if we can design a society without conflict, without struggle, at least in, in the... Uh, violent ways in which we've known I want to talk about all that so I'm going to do some deep research in the next couple of episodes and, and, and go in on it but for now for today I might end it there but something else for me to say and that is that reality is far far stranger the universe the multiverse the omniverse whatever you want to call it 
is far, far stranger than we ever can truly understand. And that's okay. That's not something to be scared of. You know, we have evolved to kind of fear or at least be wary of the unknown. And we should, rightfully so. But we shouldn't leave our, lead our lives like that. We shouldn't be so scared of the unknown that we we cling to the, the, the things that we do know. We shouldn't cling to this idea of what is reality, of what our current understanding of reality is, just because we're scared of not knowing what's out there. You know, if we really do live on the, the inside the cave and the cave wall and we're are on the cave and we're looking at a wall, a wall that's has like a shadow of the real <laughs> of the real world. We shouldn't be scared to get out of that cave and, and view the real world. And when somebody else comes along and says, hey, what you're seeing is just shadows. There's real stuff out here. Come look. We shouldn't be scared of him either. We shouldn't be scared of them. Go out and we shouldn't <laughs> pick up our pitchforks and try to kill them just because they're saying something different. Just because they're trying to upend our, our reality. At the same time, don't go running off to any, any other person, every every other, you know, person who says, oh, this is what the real world looks like. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, anybody that's born in the same reality, same brain structure that we use, they can't understand the, the, the real reality either. We have evolved as a species into this reality. And so somebody comes along saying, telling you they know exactly what's going on out there. They're probably lying. They're not enlightened. <laughs> because the reality in which we see is what we've evolved to know. Yes, we will be able to understand a little bit the real world out there. Will you be able to get out of Plato's cave? But we were most likely never, at least in this lifetime, with our current brain structure, understand fully what's going on out there. Instead, what's going to happen is that we come out of this cave and we each have our own kind of perceptions of what's going on out there. We each have our own filters or understandings of what we see. And so our job is to come together once again, to make sure that we stay together, that we come together more unified than we are today, do some yoga <laughs> together and um, unite as a species to understand the real world, the real realities that's out there. We got to put our different perspectives together like a little puzzle piece. And only then will we understand to a greater extent the real nature of the world. So yeah, it's an interesting time we live in and in our lifetimes, there's gonna be a number of truths and even mistruths that completely upend our society. 
everything from the normal from the banalities of <laughs> of politics and global warming and things like that all the way to the uh, idea of virtual reality of the fact that hey if our virtual reality is so real is this life real you know more and more people are going to be thinking on that end and onwards into these these scientists and these spiritual you know um savants talking about how they've discovered you know new reality they discovered how you can prove that our reality is not real and people are really going to go crazy from there so we have all these things happening in our lifetime and so the question for you is what are you doing what are you doing to prepare for that you know what are you doing to prepare yourself for a new way of thinking what are you doing to prepare yourself for that level of growth and change that's happening right now and that will happen 21st century really feels like a turning point a pivotal point in history and that's not even the end of it you can go into AI you can go into space you can go into you know all this other stuff that we have going on right now maybe nothing happens maybe absolutely nothing happens <laughs> but you and I both know that's highly unlikely you know for all we know the aliens might come down or end of the world or whatever right <laughs> I don't think the end of the world is going to happen but I do think a very very different world is going to come about so I guess you can consider this as a manifest manifesto the first of many to change and we're faced with change what are you going to do are you going to cling to the past and cling to the old way of thinking things or not even the old way because there is far like I've seen like I showed you with yoga there's far older ways of thinking <laughs> that we've actually you know went away from these old ways of thinking these traditional traditional ways of thinking that actually knew more about reality and the, and the nature of reality than we do today you know because they weren't so entangled in materialism all these different cultures when you look at their history and their knowledge and their you know their studies and whatnot their practices you see that they regularly <laughs> partook in and substances or exercises or ways of thinking or anything to understand the world beyond what they could see so what are you going to do when time comes when change comes are you going to cling to yourself because not even the past maybe your past are you going to cling to this old way of knowing I keep saying that but your old way of knowing <laughs> are you going to jump onto the, the, the first person that says oh I know what to do are you going to use your faith based mentality to f jump onto the antichrist because you're too busy trying to find a savior to save yourself are you gonna jump on the closest bandwagon you see you don't want to do the work to uh, find you know your path to find the people that's actually trying to come together with everybody are you gonna try to fight this 
fight the change? Are you going to refuse to admit when the evidence is before you, when the experience is before you, when everything is before you, that change needs to happen? Or are you going to unite? Are you going to come together with your brethren to understand more of what's out there? Are you going to put down your arrogance and your ego? Your sense of self-centeredness that's so focused on just understanding your itty-bitty pocket of the world. Are you going to put that down for a second so you can unite with other people? With more and more people as the world tries to go forward into a great beyond. Are you going to find your new path to walk down? To make your own journey and share your own thoughts on what is going on around you. What are you going to do? Yeah, I already know what I'm going to do, so. If you want to unite with me and those who I roll with, hit me up. You know where I be. <laughs> so once again, let me know. Let me know what you're going to do. And let me know what you're doing now. Let me know what you think about all this and let me know what you're thinking. You can contact me at Elijah Claude, E-L-I-J-A-H-C-L-A-U-D-E on Gmail, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. That's Erudite Elijah. And we're going to have a fun time. Just trying to figure out what's going on out there. Just trying to figure out our own way. You know, making our way downtown. <laughs> So let me know what's up. And thanks for listening. Have a good day. Bye-bye.